<laughs> Legends uh. of Runeterra, the 1920s cartoon experts. Legends of Runeterra, the 1920s cartoon experts. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rune Terrible Radio. I am Blevins, and joining me today, as always, is Saucy Mailman. What's up, buddy? Hey, dude, how's it going? It's going well. I had to. I had to. We had so many good openings for the start of the show. I just like. I. I had to pick one, or else I think we would have been. We would have been talking about insane clown posse for another five hours. Uh, <laughs> but Saucy. We are not alone today, are we? Why don't you talk to us about our guest that we have today? So I'm excited about this show because I get to hang out with one of my longtime good buddies. And today we have the one and only Sir Vaughn Willie Dills. How's it going, dude? Dude, I'm excited to talk about a game that I've literally been playing for maybe a week now uh, with some some experts. I'm I'm definitely going to have to... uh, ask some questions here because i'm still i'm in that phase where i'm very confused about a lot of interactions Uh i was was streaming it the other day and i I literally got to like maybe an hour into the stream and i was like guys i think i have to play hearthstone again because my brain is hurting (laughs) too much thinking my brain is melting (laughs) yeah it's it's hard for me to play this game in long sittings because of that it's just so much I'm just grinding yeah. so hard over everything. Yeah, but I'm no, I'm, 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 I'm more excited about this show than a lot. Um, not just because we're friends, but also because I love getting uh, the viewpoint of someone who is new to the game. Yeah, like mm-hmm. on a lot of topics because those have been some of the more exciting episodes we had. Like people that have just started playing versus you know the pros who are master right. rank two who are experts. It's right. like getting a fresh perspective on a lot of things going on makes me uh, happy. Well, I was telling Blevins before the show too that I uh, I did not play before the expansion, so to me, there's so no super like, fresh cards. Yeah, they, like, uh, like everything's saying, a new Leona, card. Leona has existed my entire time playing. Rune yeah, Rune, so I don't know a pre-Leona world. I don't know a pre-Aurelian Soul mm-hmm. world. I don't. You know what I mean? Like these cards were there from day one for me. So. Oh, believe yeah. me, there is no pre-Aurelian Soul world. I've been around forever. <laughs> always there's Just always dormant. been aurelian yeah. so yeah yeah which is it's awesome around. which is awesome because i mean we we talk to all sorts of people on the show and i don't i'm trying to think if we've had like a fresh like i don't know if we've had meat this fresh saucy fresh meat. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is awesome be because... careful with me guys like, this is first time, okay? <laughs> we're, we're 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 i feel like we're pretty we're pretty nice um no. but <laughs> No, no. Uh, it it is interesting because we do talk to a lot of uh you know high level like pro players and people who are in the community and people who have been around as long as us, which is literally since it was announced uh at 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 at, at um the Riot ten uh ten year event. So yeah. really cool to get that perspective and also to get the perspective of someone who comes from a, a, a podcasting background as well as, you know, Hearthstone, which Saucy and I are mm-hmm. both, of course, have, yeah, uh, that's have how come I got from to as know well. Saucy. Uh, yeah. was, you know, like, like, so 
when I discovered Saucy Stream was when I was starting to really take Wild more seriously, and you were basically one of the. It's a fairly small community of streamers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got like your raffles and get me outs and stuff, and then and you got your saucies, and that, so I started watching him because he was playing. I, I've actually found. <laughs> Not a lot of the wild streamers are really trying to play high competitive decks. Most of them mm -hmm. are, are kind of memeing. Uh, and you were definitely in that camp, and that was where <laughs> I wanted to be. So yeah. I watched it stream quite a lot, and we got to know each other there. But yeah, Hearthstone for me, I've been playing that since closed beta. Mm -hmm. Since mm -hmm. you had to buy your keys on eBay and stuff. Yeah. I remember yeah. doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, for, for people who aren't familiar with this, or with you... Uh, give us just like who who you are, where you come from, sure. your gaming background. So uh, podcasting background is when I was so I used to listen to the instance quite a bit, uh, which is a World of Warcraft podcast when I was playing mm -hmm. a lot of WoW. And then I joined the guild that they had, which is called AIE. And that's for people who aren't familiar with that. It's the largest existing guild in World of Warcraft. Uh, at one point, they changed the rules so that you could only have up to a thousand members in a guild. Mm. So we were so big that what we had to do was break into like sub guilds and then <laughs> somebody wrote an add on so that we could link all of the chats of all those sub guilds. Oh, so we nice. Could still have our one. We call it the green wall. That's awesome. So we can still because, you know, it's like so many people online at all times. It's like it just mm -hmm. never stops. It's like watching like yeah. ninjas Twitch stream or something like that. Yeah, yeah it's just incoherent. Uh, babble. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so I started doing a podcast literally only based on that guild it was called the aie podcast and all we talked about was what was happening in that guild in one game so this is how niche like podcasting yeah. can get is yeah. we're not only talking about one video game i'm talking about one guild in mm -hmm. one video game uh granted largest guild and largest mmo but you know uh so at some point randy uh was who was a co-host of the instance got hired by blizzard and scott tapped me and another uh, podcaster to be the new co-host so um once i joined the instance it was like all of a sudden i had a much larger following and when hearthstone came out i was like instantly just extremely excited i, mm -hmm. I was ready to rock and uh so me and garrett and jocelyn started the angry chicken basically like day one hearthstone we were we i think we were a show even before the game was really playable uh and because of that and because of the instance and stuff we kind of we hit at the right time so we became like the number one show there and i was on that show for about five years and then things kind of got to a point where i just didn't want to do it anymore yeah uh, it's a grind <laughs> yeah. i mean it is but it's also like things change you know I, there was I, I there's a lot of reasons that i don't really need to get into but it just sure. kind of felt to me like that it wasn't something i wanted to continue putting my time and effort into yeah now i still play a ton of hearthstone i still stream it um and actually that's one of the reasons why i started playing runeterra this recent uh about a week and then i guess a week and a half ago i hit legend and wild and standard this season in hearthstone nice and i basically was just like i think i'm done i, I don't really like i don't really <laughs> what want else to is there to do? reach yeah. the peak yeah. of the mountain <laughs> i was yeah. like i don't really want to play hearthstone anymore because i don't want to grind to like high legend yeah both that seems silly mm -hmm. uh so i was like oh well, play this rune terror game and uh instantly i was like oh yeah oh this is good i'm gonna <laughs> like this so i've been playing quite a bit since then yeah that's that that's awesome and you you talk about niche podcasts i i also have hosted an extremely niche podcast i i used to my very first podcast was a podcast about the 
Magic the Gathering scene, specifically in Buffalo, New York. So, wow, I know. I I mean, yeah. that, that's a you know side sidebar about podcasting. Like that's those, and I'm sure you probably feel the same way. Like those are some of the the both the best and also worst shows that you can do, right? Because it's like yeah. you're so folk. Like you know exactly who you're talking to. Quite literally, like you oh, know, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like, I, yeah, Bill, uh, you know, let me tell you about that. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and I actually, you know, the your first show, the first show that I actually ever did when I was when I was just wanted to get into podcasting mm-hmm. uh, was a show called On the List, and we were a show because I I played in punk bands in San Francisco, and so the show was literally we would it was three of us, each one of us would bring two songs from a local band. Mm-hmm. And we would play them for each other. And because these are like unsigned local bands, we could play them on the show. And yeah. It wasn't like we were breaking ASCAP or BMI rules, right? Mm-hmm. And then we would like try to sell our friends on why this was like a sweet band. And then it got to the point where we were like, okay, we were in like a couple of zines or something. Mm-hmm. And we called ourselves uh, on the list. Yeah. <laughs> we called ourselves on the list podcast because basically the idea was if you put us on the list at your show, we will come and see your band. Uh, and so we like went, we would just go see like random bands, but basically it was just, I boiled down to just Bay area, like punk and hardcore bands. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was it. That was the whole show. We didn't ever, we never deviated from that. We never yeah. talked about like a band from New York. It was, you know, <laughs> like Concord was as far as we got out of the city yeah. basically. Um, so I, yeah. And we had, we had a good following. We had a lot of people who were really loyal to the show. So. Yeah, so this is actually the, my entire plan was to bring Willie on here because I knew his backstory, so I could uh, talk about my new podcast, the Timo <laughs> Tabernacle. Uh, we only talk about Timo in Legend of Murder nice. Paris specifically. Nice. That niche market is now mine. This week in Poison Puff Caps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you about the Gospel of Puff Caps. There's well, ten of them now. Fifteen now. <laughs> I'm starting increments a, of five. I'm starting a uh, podcast series where each episode is just me talking about my single opponent that I played against that week. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the one game that you played. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing one game a week, and the podcast uh-huh. is going to be about that one game. It's a high level breakdown. Yeah. Not, no, game. not like, even that. It's going to be about the life of the, of the player. Oh. It's gonna, yeah. It's oh, going to be so okay. much. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be like serial. I already got picked up by uh, okay. by NPR. So um, so I need yeah, to. This I guy emotes like a serial killer. So I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and... we know all about him. How many how many Elise emotes can you spam? <laughs> how many times can you play the same Zephyr Sage over and over and over again? Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean this is see it's times like these why I'm very glad that we have the show notes because I don't know where I was going with any of this or where <laughs> we were. Um No, it's it's good to, you know, have someone who has a similar background and like uh the hearthstone background and, and and what's really interesting and i guess you could call it ironically but it's 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 a breath of fresh air to hear that like you say hey i still play a ton of hearthstone but also i picked up legends of runeterra and i like legends of runeterra because despite popular belief chat and and listeners you can like and play more than one game it's okay you don't have to be siloed into one thing 
I think card games, it's funny because I, I've found that with people who play card games, they are very defensive and protective yes. of the game they like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they will they will crap on your game as much as they can yep. and attempt to convince you why your game sucks and their game is superior. Yep. And yeah. the funny thing is it doesn't matter which game they play, they all do this. Like they yeah. Yeah. It, it you know, I mean and you know, originally I found this with magic players when mm-hmm. you'd say I play Hearthstone, they would oh, be yeah. like, mm-hmm. Hearthstone guy, huh? So you're an idiot. Ah, uh, uh, yes. <laughs> no matter what. Ah, uh, yes. Young baby here. I see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no matter. There's always that. Oh, you play magic. You must like a lot of non-games, huh? Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, there's I mean, always kind of, something. Kind of true, I mean, this but... is the thing, though. It's like every game has its uh, has its positives and negatives. Sure. And yeah. I think uh, this is why I like enjoyed them all. So for a while there, I was just playing Magic Arena and Hearthstone because mm-hmm. they kind of had uh, like offsetting cycles yeah so like the metagame and hearthstone would be a little bit stale and what do you know there's a new set in magic arena right? yep. and it just kind of worked out that way mm-hmm. yeah but then at a certain point i felt like magic arena was just too hard for me to to like grind without spending a lot of money yep. to feel like i yeah. was able to play the decks i wanted to play so ultimately i just kind of slowed down on that mm-hmm. and then with runeterra i kind of found the things i like about both and i found that this game has a pretty sweet little to play model yeah that uh makes it a lot more feasible in my eyes to mm-hmm. like have a, a continued like interest in this like this could be my second game because i'm kind of thinking yeah. i'm not really like leaving hearthstone hearthstone is still my favorite game to play uh but this has like all the things that i like about hearthstone and it's got some things that i like about magic mm-hmm. and then it took some of the things that i hate about magic and got rid of those <laughs> so Getting like yeah. getting mana screwed doesn't happen. Yep. Uh, in fact, just the opposite. If you don't do anything for three turns, well, you're gonna do a lot of stuff on turn four. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. You can be rewarded for doing nothing. Yep. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so great because missing curve in card games is always so punishing, and yeah. to be able to be like, oh no, I it's fine. I didn't spend that mana then, but I'm gonna spend it now. Uh, mm-hmm. Is just huge. And then, like I said, the free to play model is insane. I started playing, and I was like, okay, I don't have a lot of stuff. And then I started playing, and I was like, damn, they're giving me a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, it just felt like instantly I had I had options I could build decks. And yep. the free-to-play decks they gave me were, like, decent starting points, where a lot of times yeah. in other games, they give you this deck, and you're like, oh, this this has no chance. Yeah, it's, so, it's yeah, just this is nothing. dog shit. <laughs> yeah, but that didn't, didn't feel that way. Um, also, the fact that every deck kind of has to be built around you know up to six champions it's like you already kind of start from a place where mm-hmm. i can't out budget you because i have yeah. 20 champions in my deck yep. you know what i mean so uh yeah there's just a lot to like about this being like a game that i could kind of have as my alternate right mm-hmm. yeah which is really awesome and it, it's a it's a nice perspective to kind of go back to what we were saying before you know pretty much pretty much everyone we've had on so far has either been like if not a high level player, then like someone who's like as ingrained in the community as we are, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like about as ingrained as you could be. You know, we've had yeah. casters on, we've had players, different community members, podcasters, etc. And it's it's just refreshing to see that like, hey, you know what? Hearthstone's my still still my favorite game. I've done Hearthstone for years. I still like Hearthstone. Runeterra is also yeah. cool. It's just it's just a cool thing. I just want to you know kind of point could- that out. I could at one point totally trans. I could see myself transitioning 100% into Runeterra if, because you know, 
at one point in my life, I thought I was always going to have a WoW subscription. Like I just, sure. yeah. for the rest of my life, I will have a, I will mm-hmm. spend 15 bucks a month yeah. to have this thing, whether I'm playing it a lot or not. And then eventually I like just kind of was done. So, yeah. you know, that, that could happen with Hearthstone. Uh, I don't think I'll ever be done with card games. So, yeah. you know, it's, no, I totally feel that. I enjoy. So, I, I mean, there was, there happening. was times, there was times I've said that about both magic and I've said that about Hearthstone. Yep. Like, I've said before, I'm like, there's never a time I'm going to stop playing Hearthstone. And then I just kind of, and like, like you hit legend enough times every month. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I, yep. I was looking for something new and same thing. I, I'm curious. So, uh, I mean, you, you, you play a lot of Hearthstone, like you said, what are some things you don't specifically like about legend of Terra? What are things you think you could do better um, as a game? Well, there's, there's things that I, I'm not used to, but I don't know if I necessarily don't like them yet. Like there's, there's, uh, it, it's gonna take some time for me to like hate certain things right but, yeah uh definitely i think the um I, I guess it's because i'm coming more from like a card games magic so the priority thing is still a little bit funky to me mm-hmm. because you know like i'll declare my attackers mm-hmm. and i'll want to cast a spell like a burst spell or a fast spell but i'm like i don't know if they're going to declare blockers so i don't know if i'm gonna get a chance to do yeah that. right because if they don't, then it just oh now we're attacking, and I'm like oh, I want to, I want to like, I want you saying no blockers to be an action. Yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, but instead, it's like nothing happens. I'm like oh, I wanted to buff and kill yep. you, mm-hmm. and now I can't. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, there's that, but I, I, that's a small nitpicky thing, and it's just part of the game mechanics, and you just eventually come to accept it right so yeah as as someone who felt the exact same way because of years of magic ingrained you you get over it or you learn you learn out of it right like now i don't even think about it i'm like oh okay it's just part of strategy right that's fine you know yeah Yeah, it is it is something that takes i mean that was actually i think the thing i hated that specific thing when i first started playing made me the most angry but Mm -hmm. then like it's actually something just recently, a few weeks ago, I was having a very long conversation about that on stream because I like played my mushrooms with Timo beforehand, even though I could have bluffed it to like force mm-hmm. him to do bad blocks. I'm like, I physically need this to happen because he's not going to block. Like mm-hmm. if my opponent's good, if I assume yeah. my opponent's good, they'll yeah. know not to block so that it passes priority. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's it's a weird thing. But I do, like there is still that magic player in me that's like, I want that to be like a priority passing moment. Yeah. Like, okay, no mm-hmm. blocks, now what do I do? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I get that. It, it's just, I guess it just, that's how it feels it's supposed to go. But what, you know, yeah. the more you play this game, the more you realize it's just not part of the deal. And it does add strategy. It, like it's a weird thing where mm-hmm. it's, it's, different strategically right yeah like people talk about um you know like hearthstone has less strategy than like a game of magic and i would argue that in a game of hearthstone more decisions are made in an average game of hearthstone than in an average game of magic yeah uh an average game of magic will have more maybe complex decisions but just the sheer number of board states that you run into in like a regular game of hearthstone Mm -hmm. because the board is just constantly changing right Mm -hmm. Magic, a lot of times, like they call them permanents because you put a card down and it might right. not leave the bull. You know, it's, now yeah. it's here forever. Yep. Uh, and I think that Runeterra does a really good job of that too, where because, you know, damage is, is kept, uh, mm. things like that. Like you do see that fluctuation in board states where, you know, the board five turns ago is just absolutely, I, I don't even remember what it was five turns ago. Yeah. Right. Now it's changed so much. Um, so it's like, I, I feel like, People look for reasons to like say this isn't strategic, but it is. 
it's just you're not used to it right so yep and and also it's it's like the simplification of things too is like oh well there magic gets reduced down to like okay there's two four fours on the field okay we're not attacking this turn right because mm-hmm. it's it's like you know a board stall um yeah. we're like there's actually not anything happening where with hearthstone it's like you know your opponent can't re- interact but you have to plot out how the uh how you're attacking how you're attacking you know the units and and minions and how you're trading off and and all that and i mean you can see it when you like if you watch a good player play against a uh an unskilled player, someone who doesn't know, like, you know that it is not a like game of luck, right? Cause you're just yeah, like, yeah. I mean, there is a lot crushing. of RNG, but sure. RNG is, you know, similar like poker and where you're trying to put yourself in the best position yep. to succeed. Mm-hmm. And Hearthstone is kind of like, um, like Hearthstone's like a game of tug of war mm-hmm. where it's like, like I pull now you pull. And it's like, just who kind of like does better with their allotted amount of pulling yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Runeterra is like an actual tug of war where it's like we're both pulling at the same time, <laughs> uh, and, and you know. But in the end, it's like still all about you know allotting your resources properly to mm-hmm. you know, build the biggest board or take advantage of of stats and tempo and things. But uh, you know that that's another thing about this game that I guess maybe I don't like now, but I love too. But I there's okay, so it's a love and hate thing. <laughs> The fact that I do things on your turn, not just in response. Like in Magic, I do things only in response. Right. Yeah. In Ruterra, I'm actively participating in every turn, right? Right. Yep. Um, so there's no time off. <laughs> and it makes me tired much faster playing the game <laughs> than Hearthstone, where like yeah. Hearthstone, this is one of the reasons why it became such a popular streaming game. Yeah. Is you literally, you take your turn and then you're like, all right, chat, what's going on? Yep. With you? you know? Uh, yeah. And you just tune out, you zone out, uh, and you cannot do that in Runeterra. You are just like I'm just hands over head, you mm-hmm. know, staring, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what my opponent's doing. And plus, when I don't know all the cards, I don't know what to play around. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. It's yeah. uh, yeah, it's that can be rough. But it's again, this is kind of the part that I like about a new card game too is mm-hmm. where everything's fresh, everything's new. Yeah, every you single a, game I learn something. Experiencing, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like the most exciting part. I mean, that's why we love new expansions too, right? Everything's mm-hmm. fresh yeah. and new. So it's the exact same thing, except on an exponential level because right. literally like Yasuo is as new to you as Aurelian's soul. So it's just sure. like... Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I remember I was like, what is this? Elise? Oh, they're going to make a lot of spiders. And I, I guess that's just been going on forever, you know? Yeah. But yeah. to me, I was like, oh, never seen this before. And actually yeah. coming in at this time, it seemed to me like, oh, well, everybody plays uh, Leona and Soul. Yeah. Right? But really, it's just because it's the new toys in the toy yeah, box. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So, like, so of, of the new toys in the toy box, I'm curious, so far from cards you've played, what have been your favorite and least favorite cards of the game? Just a few. So, uh, the, so the very first time I streamed uh, was my first time doing an expedition. So a lot of the time I spent playing the game early on was just playing against the AI and just uh-huh. kind of figuring the game out that way, which I love that it exists in this. Mm-hmm. Cause you can't really do that. Like Harson has that practice mode, but you don't earn anything from doing it. Yeah. You don't, it just feels like a waste of time. Like here, it felt like yeah. I was using my time wisely playing the AI. Like, okay, we learn how these mechanics work without a pressure situation. Without being uh, like embarrassed and what. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And then I actually, so then before I even played ladder, I went and I played an expedition because I was like, okay, well, I don't have a lot of cards. This is probably the best thing for me mm-hmm. to do. And they've been giving me expedition tokens the whole time. Yeah, yep. so, the ass. I was like, ah, I have like four of these. And that, yep. like, you know, <laughs> um, so I played and the first one I drafted a soul and I was like, well, this card, I mean, this thing's huge. And my, yeah. in my like arena background is telling me like a 10 minute card. That's not good. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was like looking at the other ones and I was like, like, I think the other ones were, God, I want to say like Katarina and uh, like Garen or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's like stuff I'd already played with. And I yeah. was like, well, I'm going to take, take the thing I haven't played with. Yeah. yeah. And so instantly. And then as soon as I like, and I got to seven wins in that expedition. Nice. And a soul was sick. Like yeah. every time I played it, it was like, oh yeah. my God. Like it was leveling up and I was playing free celestial cards. And I was like, okay, this card's insane. So then instantly I went and I built a soul deck. Um, nice. I built so my, this is like the only deck that I've like really built myself is a Leona soul deck. Okay. Um, and I guess that's actually a meta thing. But yeah, it's a good deck. Yeah. yeah. Good archetype. I don't know if my version is good, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it's got like the the eight eight that stuns two things and stuff. Yep. Like it's you know what I mean. So it's it's got good cards in it. Um, so that that instantly was like what I'm drawn to, and now I'm realizing that like every deck I have is Leona something. So yeah. I guess Leona <laughs> is like my favorite uh, champion mm-hmm. right now. I have like Ye- Leona Yasuo. I've uh, Leona. What's the other one? Leona Diana? Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have like five different decks that are Leona something. <laughs> she's flexible. That's like one of the cool yeah. things. She's she's like vanilla enough to where mm-hmm. she can fit in a lot of things, but she has a clear like goal in mind of what she's doing. So it's not just like a well stat like uh Vi is mm-hmm. just like a well statted good, you mm-hmm. know, minion, but it, Leona actually, you know, does something. You actually have to put things in that makes sense and synergize with her. Right. So she's solid. Like the Leona it, it package is, itself is good. Yeah, it's easy to see. Like you just go, okay, daybreak. Type that in. Yeah. And you're yeah. Like, oh, okay. And also the daybreak cards are just kind of good on their own. Whether mm-hmm. or not you get Leona going, like just playing a three-three on turn one, pretty good, right? Or so, a three-six on turn three, two. On two. Yeah. yeah. When you curve out, it's like you just kind of feel like you know. And it's mid-range decks or something that. I think are easy to wrap your head around mm-hmm. when you don't know a lot about a game, right? Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm just putting stuff on the board and I'm taking good trades. Mm-hmm. I get that. So yeah. when it comes to like more nuanced stuff, like I tried to play the Ezreal deck where you mm. end up like OTKing them at the end yeah. Yeah. with the gems and stuff. But I was just like, I'm so lost. I don't know when I'm supposed to use these resources. That's a really them. tough deck to play. Yeah. Yeah. So I need more time with the game to understand, like, because I, I just didn't understand how much damage can I freely take yeah. before then I set up to kill you, right? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, like, number thresholds with that. It's like yeah, the, sure. the Emusives deck that Blevins came up with. Like, yeah. the magic number in that deck, you have to get them to 15, yeah. and then you can win. <laughs> and then but getting them to that first 15 right. is sure. actually kind of difficult. But if you yeah. get them to 15, you're like, all right, I got this in the bag. Yeah, just need to get make my make my moose, make it elusive, and rally. <laughs> it's great. So I'm... A, I have a question, by the way. Uh, yeah, you cannot get over twenty health on your, on your nope. nexus, not, right? Okay. Not currently. Because I haven't tried. I just figured you couldn't because I've never seen anybody at twenty-one. But I, yeah. you know, again, one of the things I'm just like, I still don't know. Yep, they cap it, um, which is probably a good thing. I think. Um, sure. 
you know, length of game is definitely something that is a a factor that they think about, yeah. um, and they should. I think. And I think that also goes to like the the whole like, hey, there isn't like the extra like two or three essentially passes of priority that there would be in magic. It's like mm -hmm. there's kind of a back and forth to like establish the stack of spells and then they all happen. Right. It's not yeah, like yeah. you're going back and forth and then it's like, okay, one resolves a back and forth. One resolves a back. Cause it's like, yeah, then games just end up artificially taking 20 minutes longer. And it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of just, you know that's just not the world we live in it's not you know it's not the it's 90s not the anymore I exactly yeah. i i yeah. you know i've had games like i mean hearthstone certainly in and like clash royale were like yeah you've kind of ruined or or improved depending on what you think about it my like yeah. game playing experience where it's like you know back even even in like league of legends in dota originally it's like yeah there's gonna be a 40 minute game okay great i'm ready to fucking grind and super sweaty try hard this where now it's like <laughs> if any yeah. game keeps me for over 15 minutes i'm probably gonna pass on it right like yeah well in league you spend 20 minutes before you even start really playing right like you're just like oh yeah you're just for sure. leveling and and hitting you know last hitting yeah. creeps and stuff forever yeah before uh, you but, even get into the game you have to spend 20 minutes right yeah you have to build your sheets and you have to all this stuff i, I think yeah, it's a we, good thing though too because there's a deck i don't know if you were around for this period saucy but there is a druid deck that builds like Four thousand armor now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard about I've heard about the people getting really happy it's about the that. line cracker druid. So you you know you yeah. bees it and then it gets really big attack because it doubles every time it takes damage mm -hmm. and then you put that one mana spell on it that gains armor based on attack value. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and then you basically just do nothing the rest of the game. You yeah, just you just sit there because you can't die. You. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just stupid. And it's like getting over thirty life in Hearthstone just dumb. Yeah. We well, it's it. funny. It's uh, I love to have that conversation with people about how limiting things in a game doesn't limit game design. So like sure. limiting the maximum health in, for your Nexus actually opens up design to where you can mm -hmm. make cards like Souls Ascendant from Magic the Gathering, which is a, a one mana, one one. Whenever something enters the battlefield, you gain a life. You could make cards like that in this mm -hmm. game and it not be degenerate. Like it'd just be a solid choice in aggressive metas. Whereas you can do degenerate things in Magic where you gain 5,000 life and just can't mm -hmm. die. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Like that seven that mana that. Uh, heal for five spell. It's like a burst spell. Yeah. It gives you a Celestial. That card seems super broken, but with the fact that you can't get over 20 makes it i mean it's still really freaking good but it's yeah. like it's good uh it's really good yeah, yeah. it's fi it's five like, mana it's not broken yeah. five mana gain is it is it seven man no it's seven it's oh no it's five yeah right. it's five mana and it gives you I a seven cost seven mana. yeah it gives yeah, you a seven, seven cost celestial before yeah yeah, yeah. um it, it also all good yeah the, the, exactly the, it also um like it makes it so that you can have a and I'll put air quotes here for podcast listeners that you can have a an air quote combo deck but it doesn't have to be infinite right cuz like sure. yeah. there's the difference between doing uh 20 damage in a turn and 500,000 is it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah 20 yeah. is infinite yeah. in this game so like even if it's a technically limited combo if it does 20 it is effectively infinite right like yeah so it's like the like the Ezreal harrowing deck. It's like 
Yeah, it's it's quote unquote infinite damage because you can get them, you know, twenty damage in a yeah. turn. Because that's literally the only number that matters. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and and that also actually kind of relates to another topic um, that I had written down here um, from the the AMA that a lot of the I don't know exactly who was on it. I know Riot uh, Dovadigas was on, and he mm-hmm. um, is part of the I believe the design or balance team. Um, and there was a couple other writers on this AMA on Reddit. And uh, they actually, Saucy, addressed the Tarek, um, Tarek playful, trickster. Uh, playful Trickster interaction that we were so upset that they... Sad. That, yeah. And sad. Yeah, it was, it was more sad, I think. Even though I literally, we, when we I saw crying. that... When I said that they did that, my initial reaction was literally... <sighs> for about 15 know, to I 20 seconds I get a text straight. from Levin's like... <laughs> They took this out of the game, blah blah blah. We we Just had a moment. Screaming we had a moment. into my into my uh, phone, uh, not realizing yep. that there wasn't a call connected. Um, <laughs> sorry, Grandma. Uh, but they <laughs> they mentioned this. I feel like I put it down here somewhere. Maybe I did. I forget to copy paste the one thing I wanted to mention. Maybe we were just talking about it, but then we it definitely down. were. I- I'll find it really quick. But basically. Um, I'll find the exact thing, but the, the TLDR is, um, they nerf the interaction between, uh, Tarek and, and, uh, here we go. Okay. So they basically asked, um, about Tarek's ability. Why did you nerf the interaction with playful trickster? And the response was, uh, we knew that Tarek playful trickster combo, uh, we knew about it, and we originally intended it to go live with Call of the Mountain. However, after some discussion among game design, the playtest team, and gameplay leadership, we decided that the opponent's experience was potentially too unfun. We want to ensure that both players are having fun in our game. Losing isn't very fun, but uh, but it's, uh, of course, unavoidable in a 1v1 game. However, losing slowly and being stuck trapped in a game is very unfun and avoidable. Um we want games to have a clear winner and to end very quickly Quickly in the play, uh, Tarek Playful Trickster combo. Um, basically doesn't do that, and they say some more things. But basically, like, it's not that the combo was too strong, right? Because, like, when we when we saw it, we talked about, like, this is, in, uh, this is interactable. It's disruptable. It's honestly, it might not even be good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's got it's a lot of moving pieces. Very clunky. It's easy yeah. to play around. Uh, or it's at least, like very relatively simple to play around, but it's not the power level of it that's going into these um, discussions. And I think um, it's, it's the experience of the player. And I think my original, like, you know, I've got my, my tournament player spike goggles on and I'm like, Oh, well, I don't care about the filthy casuals. I just want to win and I want to play the best decks and I want the best decks to win every time. My now, for what it's worth, I didn't really have those goggles on as much with Runeterra, but in the past, I certainly have in yeah. Magic and in other games. That's just how how I've been, and I think it's actually really, really not only made the game better for everyone. It's just made my perspective on the game just it. It's improved it because when you when you look at the game through that lens, you start to understand a lot of the a lot of the decisions they make and it, it kind of answers a lot of questions you might have like, Oh, Hey, would you ever make something that has, you know, that can, you know, do this. It's like, well, how fun is that to play? Like not only how good is it, but how fun is it? 
Um, I think that's a really healthy way to be looking at design because yeah. I, I felt for a long time that Hearthstone was refusing to do things that were fun. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's really fun to do kind of like I, people always make these arguments that like, oh, this, this new set, it's broken. And I'm like, yeah, but doing broken things is fun. Yes. That's yeah. Why we, that's why we play these games. Right mm -hmm. now, if you put in something that's broken, that's incredibly easy to do every single time yeah well, then it's a problem right it needs to feel like an accomplishment when you pull it off right yeah um so i i'm actually not even familiar with the interaction you're talking about but i assume it's somehow like you infinitely attack in a turn or something yeah like it's basically like it, it the, the, it's not even that you do that either that the problem you have to spend four mana every time you play the trickster right well so... no because the way that Tarek works is that he'll copy the spell okay so he so the... but you have to play pay for the first time and then right copies it, it okay would co so the way that he used to work is that you would essentially attack with him cast playful trickster on him you would get another attack and then when you attacked with him again it would copy playful trickster for free mm -hmm. on the other unit that he was attacking with okay and then and, so yeah then you just and get you would keep doing that over and over again and they can't die so right if <laughs> yeah, he's leveled they, they can't, can't die. die exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. um okay. so okay. i can see but that is that's slow and grindy. It's slow and grindy. Yeah. And it's not even that, like, again, I don't think that that's necessarily even good because of how interactable it is. And, like, if you've played with Tarek, you kind of understand that, like, yeah, he's got this gigantic bullseye on his head at all times, right? Yeah. You have to target things seven times. Yeah. It yeah. takes a long time. Well, the, I think the problem is that, like, once you get to that point, like Tarek has two or if he's leveled three power and then maybe you're attacking with something else. Right. But like, you're just kind of in this loop and like saucy, you have uh, kind of created these types of loops before with infinite puff caps and like, um, the new, sages. the new infinite Zephyr sages and even the old infinite Zephyr sages were like, you are not only doing something literally infinitely, you're also like the, the Zephyr Sages, it's like it's not even, it's just making a bunch of four fours and filling your board. Yeah. Right? So it's like I I played that deck today and it's just like, okay, I got a bunch of four fours. Now what do I do? Okay, I attack. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, I did it. And then, and then it's like, okay, they kill my four fours. I guess I'm playing them again. And it's like, I play a four four, it passes them, they pass back. I play a four four, they pass. And like, it just creates a bunch of like extra steps. That's just like, okay, the game's over. And like, yes, mm -hmm. your opponent can concede. You can concede, but like, I don't think that's what they want their, their solution to be like, Oh, well you're yeah. losing. Like they don't want to have like, you know, Garen come up and be, or, or like Aurelian soul pop on the screen and says, you realize you're losing fool. You should concede now. Like, that would be funny, but I don't think that's what they want to have as their solution to these types of things, so they just got rid of it, so. Yeah, it's like playing against Odd Warrior in Hearthstone where you're like, well, I'm never going to deal enough damage to kill you, so I don't know why we're still here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you just, I guess I'll yeah. just keep playing just in case, but there's yeah, maybe, realistically no way I can win. Yeah. yeah, Maybe you DC, I'm playing like a weenie zoo deck, and I'm never going to deal yeah. 80 damage to you. Well, that's so. like what they're trying to avoid, right? Is sure. like the... like. There can be points where you've lost the game, right? But they want the, the where you've theoretically lost the game and then where you have actually physically lost. And they want to reduce the time between those two points as much as possible. Yeah, where, yeah, where it's more clear that you as a player know, okay, I probably can't win from here. Well, not even that it's not clear. It's that it, like, yeah, you, you, they, you want it to be, like, 
ambiguous or like it's actually it's it is actually close for a very yeah. long time until the end and like that one pivotal point or like okay you've got a, once you've got that insurmountable advantage the game ends extremely quickly right where it, like so, in magic it's like oh you counter the first three spells it's like yeah the game has been over for the game has been over yeah. since turn four but we kept playing so yeah. the deck that um that first frustrated me to play against is a deck that i think highlights what you're talking about where mm -hmm. i mean i was frustrated losing to it but the game was clearly like okay this thing happened and now it's over yeah and it was the thresh aurelian soul deck where mm. they got they got the aurelian soul out yeah. really quickly and i'm like oh, i can't okay i can't win now but yeah. at least i like know it like i'm right. aware that i can't stop this 10 10 right coming at my face and now the infinite amount of celestial cards is yeah. gonna generate the cost zero so i'm out i just i leave yeah no. uh because it's just obvious you did the thing you did your thing right and now it happened well, and so I was frustrated to lose, but it wasn't yeah. like I spent 30 minutes after that point. Right. right. Well, and even if you were like, I still got a chance, like <laughs> you were going to die very quickly, whether you conceded or not. Right. When that exactly, happened. Yeah. So I get smashed in the face a couple of times. Well, and then the thing too, this was my first discovery that apparently you can have two of the same champion. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Because I, yep. you know, I was like, oh, it's like magic where it's a legendary. You can't have two of them. And then. I realized, oh no, you can if you cheat them in. Got it. Yep, okay. he's yeah. got to be sneaky. Mm -hmm. That that is one of the like understated things I think about Legends of Runeterra is that they have extremely elegantly navigated the sort of legend rule from Magic, where it's like mm -hmm. you don't just have the like they don't want you to naturally be able to play two champions out at the same time, right? Like, yes, you can yep. cheat them in. You can do all the things that we all know, right? Like, um you know, reanimate or whatever with Rekindler and other things, Thresh. But you're not just like, oh, well, I drew two A-Souls, so I guess I just have a second one in my hand that's rotting away. Yeah, you exactly. get a spell, which is so cool. And this, of course, isn't new stuff, but it's just... No, it was new to me, though. Right, exactly, happened, exactly. Yeah, the, the first, first time, time it happened, yeah. I was like, what just happened? That card <laughs> just changed. Uh, nobody told me this was going to happen. Yeah. But it was pretty obvious once... It changed and I read it. I was like, oh, and it was it was a moment of that's a friggin' awesome way mm -hmm. to handle this rule, right? Um, because it and also it's a it's like an existing spell that you can also have like in the game yeah. anyway, and it yep. goes along with the champion. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I actually have a useful card in my hand. Great. <laughs> yeah, which is which is awesome. I mean, I, I don't know if we've ever actually really highlighted that saucy, so I'm I'm glad uh that that came up um it's just yeah. it's just so cool and just another one of those like little things that they did that's really cool yeah, there's you a know, lot of things one of this those game has done where mm. where it's like uh the first time i see it i go oh well, that's clever why did nobody mm -hmm. else think of that yeah, yeah. the combat math i holy shit that's the oh best. i know that's, that's the, so just the sweet. best thing ever the thing that people still don't use it it always blows my mind well, like if you hover over this you are dead yeah when I watch high level, like I've watched a few streams now since I started playing, and the high level players use the hell out of that thing. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's a free tool. It's like like calculator yeah. in your math class, just mm -hmm. being able to use it. Versus now, nah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do this in my in my head and be wrong. Yeah. Don't let well, your math teachers dictate. You will always have a calculator. You can always use it. You can always yeah. use Google. Your teachers are dumb. Yeah. Sorry. Well, especially because there's there's Stay like a lot kids. of things that 
and especially like because there are things that happen in combat that change combat math like uh darius leveling up for instance mm-hmm. like that changes combat math oh completely. boy people play around that very poorly <laughs> yes they do uh so yeah that that's another uh, yeah that's I, I should make a youtube video specifically on use the eye huh. you're Ooh. not better than the eye yeah except for when you play teemo and it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> Timo bugs out the eye if you didn't. Know I that. don't know why. Yeah. It <laughs> makes no sense. I don't have Timo yet, so I've yet to play a Timo <gasps> deck. Oh, I uh, wish I could donate you Timos. <laughs> I, I I have. I did spend an initial hundred dollars once I started playing. So if I wanted to make one, I could do it. I say for a hundred bucks, you should be able to get almost like a yeah, lot of well, stuff. Yeah. So, but I mean, like with any card game I play, I'm like, I, if I like this game, I'm gonna throw some money at it. Like, yeah, same. I, I, I know. I understand. There's so many people out there who are like. This is a free to this game. The free to play model is amazing, but I'm like, yeah, I know, but also it's a company that has to make money. So, um, if yeah. I'm if I like your product, I have no problem giving you money yeah. for right. it. Right. I've, I've never spent like, money on a game before. <laughs> <laughs> Did have we had the have we had the conversation about how I'm a pro level League of Legends player yet on the show? I don't know if we have. No, no, because no. we we so, played uh, in between the episodes. <laughs> so just like we were talking beforehand about like playing TFT coming from lor because mm. you know the champions and stuff so i i you know before legend of Runeterra, i've been new to i didn't play league uh i'd always stayed away from that so the other night uh i decided to hang out with blevins if you mm-hmm. guys don't know him he's my uh he's my podcast Hi, it's me the here. guy that's been talking this yep. whole time in every <laughs> yep. episode so if you don't know now. him he's here yep uh so i was like dude let's play some let's we just played some ai games because i don't know like i don't know the game but i'm like i want to see how the how the champions translate you know from league to lor like I don't know that Mystic Shot is just the spell that Azure yeah. casts and stuff like that. Yep. But I had I had not really played the game before. I dumped like forty bucks on the game to play a few AI matches. I'm like, I want Ezreal, yeah. I want Teemo, <laughs> yep. I want Fizz. I'm just going and buying all my favorite champions. All the from LOR champs, yeah. Yep. I'm like, I like these ones. I want them now. <laughs> so I would I love to see if the like if the champions that are in LOR have spiked in terms of sales. Like mm. Like the good ones? Ooh, yeah. that'd be interesting. That would make a lot of sense. I, I, I'm curious because I definitely have bought champs that were like because they're in LOR 100%. Yeah. I, oh, that'd be interesting. I'd love to see that. Like if suddenly people are all like, yeah, we Lulu sales have gone I mean, I literally bought Lulu when she was revealed. I'm like, oh, she looks cool. Let me check out her kit in League. Oh, cool. I'm going to play her. And then I don't even play League. I just wanted it. I just. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the uh, only champions I ever really played in League was, was Ash. So I instantly, I know it weren't worked the other way. I instantly was like, I'm going to make an Ash deck. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens Ash a lot. Deck was actually mm-hmm. pretty, pretty sweet, apparently. Yeah, she's sweet. Well, I know I pe- Ash is good right people now. ask you all the time, Saucy. They're like, oh, well, what do you think if they made Ash's W a card? And you're just like, uh, like sure. I, I, I think it would be means. great. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but and I think it's like, really cool. Yeah, do it. Well, because, like, uh, you know, the league IP, I think, just in from what I've explored and, and basically come back to it from, I mean, back in 2010, it wasn't, there was some, like, uh, IP development, but, like, it certainly wasn't where it is now, and I think it was more like it was just kind of there back then. It wasn't, like, a coherent yeah. thing. Now it's, like... I mean, I don't want to say Blizzard levels because Blizzard literally has someone with the title Lore Master that, like, in my mind, lives in a vault. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's kind of, like, people know that shit. And, like, I have yeah. the the freaking 
the Runeterra compendium thing. Like, and and there's some stories there, which is awesome. So, yeah, it's now like really expanding it out, and with like no, LOR we, we has ex- definitely. Yeah. We definitely see it a lot because I, I get people all the time like, oh, I refuse to play Demacia specifically because yeah. I hate Garen so yeah. much. And it's just like, I'm like, I don't have that background. I'm yeah, like, I'm, you have I, no reference to that. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I guess yeah. you don't like Garen for some reason. Yeah. Then they'll tell me the story of when X happened between him and Darius. I'm like, I don't, yeah. I'm just here to Got no play idea. cards. Yeah. <laughs> no clue. <laughs> uh, so, so I wanted to, there was a couple other things from this uh, Riot AMA. Yeah. We'll put the link somewhere if you haven't read it. It's interesting. There's some, but this is, yeah. per- this is super related. Um, they got asked, are there any champions you agreed to never release? <laughs> and they said, no, we hope to release every champion someday. So for people who ask me, like, as if I fucking know anything, <laughs> there's the actual answer right there. There's, yeah. a, there's like a shit ton of champions, aren't there? 140 or 130, oh I think. Oh, my God. Okay. So well, many. for a while. Yeah. 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 Well, well, that's what, like, that's a beautiful thing. Like, think about how it is from a, like, game development point. Just like how Hearthstone, you had all of these resources, you know, to pull from World of Warcraft. They mm-hmm. have a full world already written for them. Like, that's been right. made. So sure. they can, like they have this lore to pull from. They're like, yeah, we want to come out with this region and we can highlight this, you know, battle between X and Y. So we yeah. want to pull Nocturne now and things like that. Like, it's so brilliant. You, it's so awesome. Do you consider, like, uh, analogous to, like, a class in Hearthstone, would you consider that to be, uh, like, a champion duo or would you consider it to be, like, a region duo? Uh, it really, it really depends. Usually, there's a lot of um, there's when the game was first coming out, there was a lot of I forgot there was the website that was doing it, but they had like uh, Rune Terra how it corresponds to magic colors, and there was one that was, yeah, was Rune Terra how it corresponds yeah. to yeah, and how it corresponds to um, like cha- stone, uh, not champions, what heroes. are they? Yeah, heroes and heroes in Hearthstone? Because yeah. if you think about it, like Rune Terra, you know, magic has had five colors forever. Yep. Yeah. And now I guess you could consider colorless a, a sixth color. But Runeterra yeah. is like out the gate has what like nine mm-hmm. or something like it's, yeah it's uh the the combinations are are kind of endless uh what you can actually pull pull off yeah I think it's um the more because when I originally thought I'm like oh okay well Demacia is white and Ionia is blue and <laughs> that makes sense in my brain yeah. right that makes sense and, and Shadow Isles is black Shadow Isles exactly yeah. but it, it's it's kind I mean a it's not a direct correlation right like it's it's no. you have to do some wiggle room and the the sort of region identity I think um, isn't fully fleshed out I think that they have like they had the direction for what they've done in the first three sets and that I think uh that may morph and change and and be added on to. But I also don't necessarily think that even like region regions don't even necessarily line up to colors and magic, like not even like specific colors, but like to the concept of colors and magic or in the same way that I don't think heroes line up to colors and magic in, in Hearthstone. Um, close, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really not close in, in, in Hearthstone because you're like very much limited to, you only can play those cards. Right. And like, you're only yeah, running a monocolored effectively deck in Hearthstone too. It's one of my biggest pet peeves about Hearthstone, but they actually, so, uh, team five has changed quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. and their direction now is a lot more they're open to things and ideas and yeah. changing mm-hmm. stuff. And I think originally, you know, the Ben Brode uh 
team yeah. was a lot more cautious. Like it's like they stumbled on something so popular and they were like, we don't want to screw it up. So we don't right. Like Very risk averse. Yeah. But now it's like the, the latest set is just insane. And we've got dual class cards yeah. and all this stuff. So it's like, you're starting to kind of see that ability to play the game a little bit more. Like I want to craft the game to be exactly how I want it to be. So yeah. being like forced into this box of like, mm -hmm. I am priest. These are what priest heals. Yeah. You know, and like removes, that's what they do. You know, it's a, uh, it's a little bit more like now I can I could be aggressive as a priest, which mm -hmm. has always been like a meme, like, oh, I'm aggro priest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but, you know, it's like this game, it's like already just just based on just the mechanic of the game itself and the and the regions and everything like that. And the fact that the champions are a huge part of what your strategy mm -hmm. is. It's already like built in that there's, you know, there's got to be like in the hundred high hundreds of combinations you can do here. Yeah, oh, eight regions. Uh, eight, just said yeah, like eight regions. But I mean, like. The, the the thing is is like it's it's i think it would, it's bordering on incalculable right because like sure. you can not only have region combinations and champion combinations but you can have number of champion combinations right because mm -hmm. it's like you don't necessarily have to run three gangplanks and three dravens right you can run two gangplanks two dravens and two darius uh, yeah, you and you can three, run one yeah. of six you can run no champions you can run a non six number like Technically, Has I mean, been a non-champion, yeah. like meta deck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. There's actually a lot of super <laughs> aggressive non-champion decks. Yeah. As well. okay. Uh, okay. There was for a while uh, a Piltover and Zon Noxus burn deck that was uh, no champions. That was just literally as aggro, go face as possible. And it like some decks ran Teemo um, as the only the champion. Good ones. Yeah. The, the good, good ones, ones ran Teemo, but like. Even something like uh, Draven, like a three drop was just too expensive. Excuse mm. me for the deck. So this so. is like a red deck win style deck? Yes, basically. exactly Super. like that. Put a bunch of crap down, hit your face with it, and then finish you off with it. Like, yeah, play things, things that you don't care about that will do like on average 1.5 yeah. damage when you play them and sure. <laughs> count to 20. <laughs> and then on the other end of the spectrum, for the first, when the game first came out, one of the most oppressive control decks had no champions either. It was the Shadow Isles mm. uh, Freljord, Freljord one that yep. had... Ledros says it's win con, which yep. isn't a champion, but he plays kind of like one. No mm -hmm. champions, all removal, and there mm -hmm. were like two in-game bombs. Yeah. yeah. I'm playing a uh I'm, I've been playing the Jay Madarda Miracle Rogue esque deck. <laughs> I love that so deck fun. so much. Um I love Jay no champions, no champions. Discover the unknown, discover the unknown, discover the unknown. <laughs> It's one of my favorite bad cards. Oh, it's so good. That deck is sweet, though. I don't care what anyone it says. Is sweet. It needs a little bit it of refinement sweet. and maybe like another card to like tie it together. But I, the deck is fucking sweet. I love it. Um, but let's see, where are we on time? Okay, we're actually getting kind of close. So I want to, um, I wanted to talk about one other thing from the AMA and then we'll quickly go through your guys' uh, hot takes. And by your guys, I mean the community's hot takes that you guys tweeted at us about the new set. And uh, now that we've had a little bit of time to digest the set, it's going to be fun, I think, to look back yeah. uh, at what we thought. Um, so one other thing, um, it's actually two things, but it ties together. So... Um, basically they were asked about like, what do you think about the meta? Um, and like, 
about the expansion and what the meta was. And basically, you know, when they originally released LOR, they said, we want to have a, we have a goal of having 10 meta decks. Right. Uh, and I remember we talked about this on one of the earlier episodes and, um, you know, Dovdigas went on to say that since the launch of LOR, we've repeatedly seen metagames that have 20, 25, 30, and up to 35 different decks that are competitively viable. Um, and I blame Saucy for at least uh, a quarter of those decks <laughs> um, that go on to be competitively viable. Um, and then the other sort of tie into that, and we'll answer sort of what, what competitively viable means or doesn't mean. Um, they were also asked what uh, their favorite and least favorite things about the LOR community are. Um, and to paraphrase and go to one of the things that uh, Dovadiga said it was the least favorite aspect, um, says the least favorite aspect is the hyperbolic language the community sometimes uses when talking about the metagame. Segregating decks that have 52% win rates as playable or S tier and decks that have 50% win rates as two, tier 2, tier 3, or even unplayable. Uh, he thinks the language and thought patterns lead to erroneous idea that there are a smaller number of decks in the LOR metagame when the reality is that there are 20 to 35 decks that have win rates between 47 and 53%. So that kind of really, I mean, for what it's worth, this is not just an LOR thing. It is a card game. It's a, it's a game thing, right? Yeah. This is, this mm -hmm. is how games work. This is how but people card work. Card games are way more polarizing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we see it in magic we see it in hearthstone and it's it's exactly like it's true someone will say that this deck is s tier and another deck that is literally two percent less win rate yeah. is tier three or and yeah, i'm just like trash. why is this like yeah i'm like why can't yeah. i not play this deck that's literally in a like ten thousand game spread two percent less right. good yeah it, it, it I mean, you can build a career on playing that deck though right yeah. <laughs> because Everyone yeah. like not everybody wants to tune in to the guy who's playing what everyone considers the tippy top tier deck because yeah yep in a way if you do play that deck people go ah well I mean you're on easy mode no skill deck. this yeah. one's yeah. no skill anyone can play that yeah, yeah. Sure. like right now in Hearthstone uh, if you look at HS replay which is like the mobilitics yeah. thing for Hearthstone basically yeah uh, the number one deck on the site is a Libram Paladin. But everybody knows that, that that's deck. absolutely wrong, and it's not the best deck you can play. <laughs> it's just the deck that, like, if you're rank twenty, it it easy modes you to like rank fifteen. I can like, confirm well, I that that is play, true. Play I can confirm that that is true. It does play itself. <laughs> yeah, it's just you put the minions down, and then you buff the minions, and you go. Yeah. But if you look at like all the the grandmaster players and the top tier guys, they're all playing this like tempo mage. That when you look at it. Like, how does this even win? Because there's like four minions in the whole deck. Yeah, but it's like dog shit. Every spell is one mana. And, you know, it's like, oh, no, no, it's this spell. This, if you play this right, it blows everybody out of the water. Uh, and I think that's, that's like the thing that card players who aren't necessarily tippy top tier yep. can't really see is that a deck doesn't necessarily, is not necessarily the best because, you know, bad players can win with it. The deck is yeah. really the best when it's like, if you pilot it properly it yeah. will win more of the time mm -hmm. than any other day. I think, uh, I think that's one thing I really do enjoy about specifically Red Legend of Runeterra is like archetypes and decks you're comfortable with. Like 
playing a deck that you are comfortable with really well mm-hmm. can win you more games than just playing a good deck that you're mm-hmm. not good at. So like, uh, it's no secret I am not an aggro player. I'm I'm not great at. I can't play like that that burn deck. Yeah. When it was the best deck for a while, I had like a 38 percent win rate with it because mm. I'm I'm a control player. I'm thinking, oh, I need to trade into this guy because what if it's suddenly scary? Right. Like I don't have the go face mentality, mm-hmm. but I could play something like War Mother's Call, and <laughs> it could be like a bad deck at the time in yeah. quotes, but I could have like an 80 percent win rate just because I'm so comfortable with that archetype. Well, I mean, we all know that every player that plays and posts on Twitter has a ninety percent win rate with their with their. <laughs> Everyone on right? Twitter has a ninety yeah. percent win rate. It's that really weird that there's so few losses that. going on on. <laughs> on oh, Twitch chat has, has never, never lost a game. No, they never lost a game. They never misplayed. They always know exactly how much mana they have. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, always. It's they've it's, they've never made a mistake and told me to walk with my. Yeah, there's there was one game the other day. I'm playing Undying uh, Jack the Winner, and someone's like, "Why didn't you block with your Cursed Keeper?" I'm like, "It literally says cannot block there. on the card." I'm I, like, "It's I, I, I zoomed in on." I know. It. I'm like, "It says can't block <laughs> on the card." He's like, "Misplay. You uh, should have blocked. You could have prevented lethal." I'm like, "Eat shit. You can't block with it. It says on the card." I remember. I remember. I was. I was there watching that, and I just. I like. I. I. I had it on in the background, and you go. Why didn't I block with my cursed keeper? And I'm like, oh, I got to see this. And you just like, you just <laughs> zoomed in on the card and just stared at the camera. It's like, <laughs> literally says camp. RTFC, the classic magic mantra. Read the yep, fucking read cards. <laughs> so good. But yeah, I mean, just uh, to like, there's so much. And again, this was another thing that we talked about on an earlier episode. Uh, again, I believe this was also from uh, from Dovidigas in, in regards to like streamers and mobilitics specifically and like seeing these win rates and whatnot is like it kind of creates its own echo chamber or vicious cycle or whatever you want to call it. We're like, oh, Twitch chat sees uh streamer play deck they want to streamer does good with deck they play deck now the meta is literally being warped by this player because there was 3,000 people watching and there's now 3,000 additional copies of Zephyr Sage combo on the on the ladder so yes it does look like it has a better win rate or a worse win win rate than it should because you've got a you know an influx of players playing at various skill levels all playing this deck and it's like oh my god the meta is just swamped with this thing there's nothing but this and if you see it over and over again you assume it's good right because yeah. like oh well, who well, would be playing you're all these playing it decks? for a reason right it's like oh yeah. okay so and, and it just like you get locked into this thing that's not you know evidence-based which is why i really love the you know hs replay is and um yeah hs replay that makes h uh hearthstone deck tracker like i love that because it tracks so well and mobilitics is a good is is getting to the point where Mm -hmm. the match history is getting better but it's not this like hs replay has it like fucking perfected well they're they've got the the plug-in with the actual tool and stuff right which yeah uh i I don't know is, is there something like that for Runeterra yet? Yeah, Mobilitics has it. Yeah, Mobilitics has one, but it is not the same level. Yeah, definitely. I would definitely check that out for sure. It's a little more quirky. It's yeah, it's It's not the same level. Streaming. Like I have no idea what my actual stats are. I I, one thing I would love is ninety percent win rate. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's Uh, that's what your stats are for sure. Yeah, I would love it if a game had that 
built into it. Yeah. Honestly. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Runeterra has shown me lots of great ideas. Let's uh, let's keep it going, guys. I think it'd be, <laughs> be the first game that just like tr- throws the tracker into the game. Well, I think um, yeah, I think they actually did mention that in the in the AMA or something okay. similar to that, where they like they, they the, I think the TLDR was they're partnering with these companies um, and they like working with them and like they don't want to necessarily tread on what they're doing or they didn't even say it like that. They said they don't want to duplicate the efforts of what they're doing. And like it is a tricky a good... thing because, yeah, you don't want to take you essentially take away a potential job connected to your game if you do all that stuff in-house. Yeah, right? and it frees up development space and and, yeah. and all that. So I, it's... Like World of Warcraft letting people just make mods like yeah. crazy was for like such a good thing for that game, you know, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, that's why wanna... Dota exists. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do that, yep. you know? Yeah, you want to get into some hot takes? Yeah, maybe? I do. Okay, so we've got some hot takes, you guys uh, and gals and everyone else uh, tweeted at us we were asking for your hot takes for call of the mountain and uh there's some good ones this so back on august 21st yeah so before the set came out um so i of course replied with whimsy is not broken that was one leona is not the best champ in the set and emusives is tier one those are my three hot takes uh whimsy definitely not broken sees very little to no play yeah, yeah. uh leona you could make the argument that Leona is the best champ in the set, but it is not as strong of an argument as people were leading us to believe. I think lit- literally every champ that was released has an argument to it. Like Diana, yeah. sick. Trundle, way better than I thought, and also sick. Asol, I mean, Asol is Asol, right? Nocturne's seeing a lot Nocturne, of high, high ladder finishes. Nocturne, sick. Yeah. Um, so, Any Moosives? And Moosives, um, uh, Zinc Elemental hit Masters with Emusive, so therefore literally Tier 1. So uh, shout-outs to Zinc literally. for doing that. Uh, so my hot takes were uh, all correct, by the way. <laughs> um, we also had Charmer, another friend of the show, uh, say Bedaz Ezreal, a.k.a. Ezreal plus Gems, will be a Tier 1 deck. We saw it get uh, second place at... Um, at Giant Slayer Fight Night, about, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you generate a bunch of gems, Dude, and then you it is. Them I, I, them down. Honestly, I think there are under five people in the world right now that can play that to maximum efficiency right now. I, I actually won crazy. a lot of games on ladder with it, but oh, I it's also, good. Yeah, I also lost a lot of games where I was like, I I never killed enough things, I guess, so I never leveled yeah. up Ezreal, or I. And then I just suddenly was dead. Like there was a lot of times where I just completely screwed yeah. up everything. So, yeah, it 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 is it's tough. Um, yeah, it's, a hard game. it's a hard one to pilot. Yeah, we had Eric Thomas, friend of the podcast, as well, saying Lulu plus Fizz equals really good. I don't know if we've seen that one really happen yet. It's Mi- not good. No, I have not Mist- seen that. Mistwraith deck plus Nocturne equals better Mistwraith deck. Uh, I don't know if we've seen that either. And then Leona Yasuo. Well, it has Yasuo in it, so therefore it's it's bad. So it's so, bad. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Eric, Eric, I think you might be. I think you might be zero for three on that one. But <laughs> zero for three. Well, one of my you decks left is. Yasuo out. But one of my decks is the Leona Yasuo deck. And okay. When it when it happens, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, when yeah. you're stunning things and then Yasuo is killing them, it's 
really dope. So when but you draw all of your champions, <laughs> when everything does... goes exactly right, <laughs> yeah, yep. it's that's insane. like that's like man, and it was on the very last turn that he killed me. Can you believe it? <laughs> it was the. It's like man, I found that's... my keys in the last place I looked every single time. It's crazy. <laughs> I made a I made a deck. The deck I hit platinum with was a Diana Leona deck that mm -hmm. I made and I called it better Yasuo deck or the best Yasuo <laughs> deck. And I put Yasuo as the actual deck portrait and people are like, well, what's this Yasuo deck? I'm like, it's the best Yasuo deck you can play. Cause he's not in the deck. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, okay. We, <laughs> we had hidden backpack on Twitter saying nightfall is going to be one of the best archetypes and will need a nerf. Risen Mist is going to surprise everyone. Tarek and Gems will do nothing. Uh, which one is Risen Mist? Oh, Risen Mist is the one that creates the a... Mist Wraith. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so surprise everyone. I don't. Uh, that's that's a tough one to quantify. Uh, Nightfall is going to be Nightfall one of the best. Is very good. Yeah, is yeah, one of the best actually, archetypes. Yeah. I looked up on Mobilitics like what the, the highest ranked players are playing, mm -hmm. and a lot of them were playing just the pure Nightfall aggro. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a definitely. Which I found difficult to play though because I was like, everything has nightfall, so therefore nothing has nightfall. Right. So yeah. Not, you know yeah. I mean? Or half of your spells don't have nightfall. Right. Yeah. Like you play things, you play things just to activate the nightfall. And the next thing you play, you just have to figure yeah. out which order is better. So yeah. That's well, where the skill comes in. Um. Uh, Nick makes plays actually hit rank one on both NA and EU ladder playing the Nightfall deck, and uh, that's the deck I co I copied it from him. Yeah, uh, he uh, he. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but he may or may not be coming on an episode of the podcast soon. Um, but uh, he was saying on his stream that like it's deceptively one of the hardest decks to play it's, because it, it seems like it would be. Oh, it's just it's just a face aggro deck, right? Like just just go face forehead, and it's like it's actually not. Like there's so much, like there's so much like thinking that you need to do, and like where do you play the pale cascade? Like what what spells are you playing without nightfall to activate your nightfall and actually get value? Like there's like, there's like a couple of ways to to generate it. So there's like the fading memories, and then there's the yeah. uh what is it? The one mana two one that makes yeah. a thing that makes your next it makes night the dust cheaper. pedal or whatever like, it's so called. You get yeah. a couple of those things going, and then you can kind of chain them. Yeah. But yeah, the first time I played it, I was like, I don't know which one of these things to cast first. <laughs> yep. I'm just like, I got all nightfall cards. I guess I'm just not gonna play anything. Pass right? the turn. Yeah. Eight turns yeah, in a row. Yeah. Uh, that yes, man. I died. <laughs> yep. Yes, I died. That's um, one of those things that where uh, like a newer player, I look at it, and I'm like, I. I can't play this without getting the nightfall value. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, Imagine I look not at, getting value. I look yeah, at it as see. not a new player, and I'm like, ah, I'd rather die than not get value. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll just die instead of making yeah. this blocker. <laughs> yes, I'll die. Um, yeah, I'm never playing the 2-3. I'm never playing the 2-3 for 2 without Elusive. Let me tell yeah. you that. I oh, God, no. Yeah. I'd rather die. Yeah. I'm certainly not yeah. playing that card. I'll take Lethal. Yeah, I'll take I'll take Lethal for 400, Alex. Um, And then Tarek and Gems will do nothing. Uh, nothing is a strong word but it, you're not far off so uh, yeah, I, i'll give that a b i'll give it a b plus for hot takes yep um okay so michael wilson on twitter says the cards uh shown look really fun and strong but it won't make a strong enough archetype to unseat the current big boys of the meta if anything the current meta top decks will cherry pick the best stuff uh and become even more degenerate um i will say that Twisted Fate Swain, still very much a top meta deck. 
And also there are uh, old, old, the old boys, as you called them, or yeah, the big boys of the meta are, a lot of them are still there. But also, uh, Asol Ramp decks are actual tier one, and Nightfall is tier one. So definitely yeah. have unseated it's, at least in some ways. Yeah, it was it was an interesting one because a lot of the, the all the all of the good decks that were tier one before are still tier one, but now we've added all these other tier one decks mm -hmm. like Jinx Draven Discard, still insanely good. Yeah, uh, people have been doing really well with Deep because playing gigantic things on turn four still good. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that's the way you want an expansion to work, right? You want yeah. mm -hmm. new stuff to be available, but you don't necessarily want to make it so that... I think it was in the AMA, they said, we don't want people's favorite cards to become unplayable yep. ever. Mm -hmm. uh, and there you go. That's the way to do it, right? Yep. When you introduce a new set of cards, you should add new archetypes, not just... Yeah. Make Remove the all ones. the other ones. Yeah, yeah exactly. which is really, really. I mean, that's one of the benefits I think of adding, you know, effectively a new color or new class is like mm -hmm. you are literally able to build new decks, not just add on to like, oh, well, now all the good red cards are in, so now you're getting rid of your old red cards and you're playing these ones. It's like, nope, you can just play a Targon deck now, which you couldn't. Excuse Th me, couldn't play uh, before. This would happen in Hearthstone all the time, by the way. I'm sure Saucy remembers this. Like, oh, an yeah. expansion would come out, and then you're like. Yeah, but none of the new archetypes are better than the stuff we were already doing. Yeah. So why we have three happy? playable yeah. cards in the whole new set? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's I'll how it is with this magic into too. My Rio Priest, and I guess now it's better. <laughs> I've added one card, yeah. new deck. Well, yeah, I mean Hearthstone. I think all, Hearthstone, for whatever reason, followed the same sort of design philosophy of Magic of like, hey, we need bad cards in the set because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we need, we need to have something that makes these cards good. How can these cards be yeah. good if less there's bad cards? Right. Yeah. You yep. can't have darkness without the light, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Just okay. That's Leona Diana. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Runeterra Unhinged tweeted out, and the Saucy will like this one. The fact that Leona was announced and everyone got excited for Yasuo shows that there's a serious problem with Leona. But that's just my opinion. Uh, I mean, I think Leona kind of did pan out, though. Leona is pretty good. Um, She's great. Yasuo, not not so much. Um, okay, Lucas Story on Twitter says, Leona is just easy mode Swain. Uh, I don't really buy they that one. They work really well together. They do they work, work well together. Um, but I don't, I, I don't know if I would consider them analogous, though. I, I don't know if I would even really... Yeah, what is, they, they have, Wayne is the one that when you hit the Nexus, you deal an extra three or something? You deal an extra three, and it then does, when he's yeah. flipped, if you deal direct Nexus, uh, Nexus damage, it stuns their biggest unit. Okay, so basically they like... Yeah, I can see how they work. Well. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of similar, but I... I uh, it's... They're different enough. I don't know if I would... I don't know if I would pass that one. That I don't know if I'd pass that... Uh, that hot take. Like, basically, the Leona is supposed to be opening the door for Swain to be able to swing, and then... Yeah. Once... Yeah. Okay. All right, all right. They Swain work... has fearsome. Yeah, they work well together for sure, but I don't know if I would call one... I don't know if I'd call Leona easy mode Swain, so... That's a... Yeah, they seem like they're just totally different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they they, they, they literally they have... Like the... two different cards. Yeah, they, they literally have the same effect as part of what they do, but mm -hmm. eh, that's like saying Mystic Shot is just easy mode. Um, uh, get excited, which is kind of true, but also I don't know if I would ever say that. Um, okay. Uh, Can's comments on Twitter says Targon SI Daybreak 
slash nightfall will be the best cheese deck there is always proking some time of day. I think that's true, except for the part where you said cheese. <laughs> like it is yeah. actually just a good deck. Um, it's very good and a lot more difficult to play than any of us expected. Yeah, I, I think that is accidentally a good hot take uh, <laughs> because I don't think it was meant in that way. But okay, uh, gay or uh, at. Uh, katana but k4t4n4 on twitter says Tarek plus playful trickster oh now i'm sad uh in a control shell will be a tier one deck twisted fate uh so that one obviously got debunked because they changed the card but not your fault uh so we'll give you a pass by default uh twisted fate and or gangplank as the other champ fizz yeah sad sad but unfortunately was not a hot take because they nerfed it and uh, the last one that we have here is Wargross. It says, Daybreak is super overrated. It doesn't leave you with options of play and loosely uh, and, and loses to the gameplay being linear. Um, that really hasn't panned out. Daybreak has actually been pretty good. And I think it it's good because a lot of the the cards aren't like, well, if you don't have Daybreak, these are useless. They're just like, yeah. you're just playing a one-mana 2-2 two, two anyway, and sometimes it's a one-mana 3-3. Three, three. Leona, also, like, it's not She's that hard well to practice. Yeah, just well-statted. And, you know, Ravoon, certainly... You, yeah, you put that 5-mana five 5-5 five, five down, yeah. and you're just like, all my cards are insane. Yeah, it turns yeah, on everything, so... I don't know if I'd call that. I think that I, I don't know if I'd pass that one either. But thank you, everyone, again for, uh, you know, submitting those. That was a really fun exercise. Maybe we can do some more of that stuff uh, in the future. It was just really fun to get all the responses and, and talk about them on the show. Yeah. But. We'll do it. We'll do more often the uh, Rune Terrible Roasts chat. <laughs> yeah. Tweet at us to uh, to get completely roasted on the show. But, uh, yeah. yes, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Rune Terrible on Twitter. But, Saucy, we are just about out of time here. So I want yeah. to thank our guest, Willie Dills, for coming on and chatting with us. It was, it's was it been a pleasure, man. Yeah, it's great talking to you guys, talking about this new game. It's... it's uh... Like I said, this is the exciting time when you're just kind of discovering all this, yeah, this hot new stuff. And it's funny, you know, a lot of things you guys were saying, I was like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but surprisingly, I didn't know a lot of it. And so, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like this is a good time if you want, if someone's interested in this game, this is like the time to do it, right? Because the game is still in its infancy, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, and the, there's like a digestible amount of cards right now because yep. if what yeah. they say is true and we have every champion eventually that was one of my issues with magic when i got into it was yeah. the the uh just like the wall i had to climb was huge yep and it was very intimidating to me and like runeterra feels very much like oh, there's a kiddie pool here you can yeah. get into yeah. first and then you go into the deep end yep. so yeah. absolutely well willie where can people find you on the internet and and elsewhere uh, it, when you're not here with, chatting with, with the other <laughs> well, bearded boobers. I'll be here one day again, uh, but for now, <laughs> yeah. if you guys want to check me out on Twitter, I'm at Willie Dills, and twitch.tv slash Willie Dills is where I stream. Mostly Hearthstone, but I have been now streaming some Runeterra, uh, and uh, and I also stream whatever I feel like playing, because I'm not <laughs> I'm not a freaking robot. Not beholden. So. <laughs> nice. So fun. Saucy, where can people find you when you're not here? 
Uh, yeah, you can just find all of my content on my website, saucymailman.com. Uh, I stream on Twitch and YouTube and all the places. I'm just Saucy Mailman everywhere. I've got a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm in the process of making some more guides. I've got a budget Ooh. dragons deck coming out this week with guide uh, because dragons. Because because of Aurelian soul. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Blevins uh, on, on Twitter. And you can just find uh, me on Twitch without the underscore. That's also where the show is uh, streamed live on Wednesdays. But uh, you can also find the show on Twitter again at Rune Terrible. Uh, you can go to runeterrible.com. You can go to deckpicks.live. Uh, you can go to discord.me slash radio, which is where we have a vibrant and growing community. It is just an absolute pleasure um, with everyone there. Just so much going on. And also, Saucy, we had our soft launch. Our Patreon is live. Yeah, we've, Patreon. Got, we've got the com new... Yep. Slash radio. Yep, so we, we, Blevins and I have been way overworking it. Uh, we made it, <laughs> our spreadsheet was way too confusing, so yeah, we, we, uh, we, just we simplified it <laughs> quite a bit. We had originally like 20 levels of all this nonsense. Yeah, we had uh, a lot yeah, of levels. But yeah, Patreon exists. Uh, <laughs> big thing I wanted to do is thank you for everyone who's uh, asked us for a Patreon. It's something yeah. we didn't even think about we didn't even think about doing. Um, so thank you for the people who want to support the show. Again, it's just patreon.com slash ruin terrible radio. Um, and yeah, we, we launched that today without yes. telling anyone. Soft launch. But now you know. Yes. And also I will say, and I won't count this as the actual shout out, but very first patron cosign Joe, the, just hey! the on top of it for every, uh, for everything. So shout outs to you cosign. This won't count towards your actual shout out on a show. This is a bonus because you are number one. You are, the you number get a one. bonus. You get a bonus shout out. Um, as well as all the other stuff on page. And you can find out what cosign has gotten over at patreon.com slash rune terrible radio. But thank you everyone for listening and watching again. Huge shout outs to Willie Dills for coming on the show and hanging out with us. It was awesome. But for Willie, for Saucy, I am Blevins, and we'll be back next week to talk about some more Legends of Runeterra. See ya!